Welcome to the podcast. Pretty excited to announce uh, Boundary Battle of Alberta, which I've been talking about now for the last, oh, couple months almost, is uh, almost around the corner. It is now September, which means September 28th is when the Boundary Battle of Alberta comes to Lloyd Minster at the Civic Center. Uh, you're going to see the Oilers alumni versus the Calgary Flames alumni, and they've been announcing names as they go along. And this week, the Oilers must have been listening to me because they've been announcing tough guy after tough guy after tough guy. And now they've brought in Rob Brown, which I had to chuckle. He didn't he didn't play for the Oilers. He's in the Oilers radio uh, broadcast group, but he played for the Pittsburgh Penguins back in the day. Uh, put up 49 goals, 115 points in 88-89, playing on the wing of Mario Lemieux. And I know we all argue. If you put me on Mario's uh, wing... I probably could have done that. Well, here's something you couldn't have done. In Kamloops, in his WHL days, he put up 212 points in one season. You heard me correct. 212 in one season. He's going to help the Oilers. The Oilers also announced that they're bringing in Ethan Morrow. Uh, he served as team captain for three years. He was a 1994 14th overall draft pick by Chicago. And I love going back through the trades on how he gets to the Oilers. In the trade, the Oilers acquired... Daniel Cleary, Chad Kilger, Christian Laflam, Ethan Morrow. In exchange, they gave up Jonas Lofsen, Dean McCammon, and Boris Mironoff. Yes, old Boris Mironoff. Those are some fun names for you today. Uh, tickets are still available, $25. All proceeds go to Project Sunrise. If you want to get a ticket, head down to Boundary, Ford, and Lloydminster. You can still pick them up there. Uh, thanks to our sponsors this week, uh, T-Bar 1 Transport, 2013 Lloydminster's Business of the Year. They, uh, they got everything, guys. Heavy haul, winch trucks, oversized, tank moving, pickers, and, of course, the pipe yard. If you're looking to get something moved in town or it's got to go a long ways, talk to these guys. They can get it done for you. Um, they pride themselves in figuring out any job. They Just last week, they are moving a giant tank, absolute behemoth. And uh, I was looking at the route, and I'm going, holy crap, I couldn't figure this out. And they just seem to make it easy and get it to where it needs to go. So thanks, guys. Give them a call, 780-205-1709. Tell them Sean sent you. Next up, Factory Sports. Last week I announced they just hopped on as a sponsor, and I said, yeah, they've been in business for 23 years. I'm like, 23 years, 1993 to 2019. Sean can't do math, obviously. 26 years. 26 years they've been in town. And uh, – I just found out that they decided they're going to stop uh, taking Sundays off. They're back to their regular business hours on Sunday, so they're open 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. That starts this Sunday. Make sure if you uh, are skating in town or need to get the blade sharp and a new stick, they're open now uh, leading into hockey season here on Sundays. Uh, and, guys, they got it all. I was down there again today uh, just kind of poking around, and, I mean, they're starting to switch the store over, which will be cool. Hopefully by the end of this week, next week, you walk in and it's going to look like a completely different store because they're going to have all the hockey gear back out. But, I mean, if you're looking for anything, ball, curling, bikes, hockey, like you name it, they got it. So head on down to 4903, 49th Ave. That's downtown Lloydminster. And uh, talk to the boys. Talk to Molly and Holt and the crew. They'll get you hooked up. Finally, uh, looking for sponsors. If you're uh, interested in getting on the podcast, just uh, hit me up, Sean Newman Podcast at gmail.com. Sean spelt the right way with a U. Newman spelt the right way, N-E-W-M-A-N. Uh, and uh, we'll try and get something hooked up for you here. Now, if you like what you've been hearing and you want to get a shout-out on the podcast, 
let me know. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, look us up. Uh, love hearing from you guys. You guys have been fantastic. I'm excited uh, for the guests that are coming up here in the next couple months. It's unreal. So I hope you guys enjoy, which leads me to today's guest, who is the current captain of the Saskatoon Blades, which is Chase Waters. And then the big young defenseman of the Prince George Cougars, Rhett Reinhardt. I had a lot of fun with these two guys, and I hope you guys enjoy the next hour and, and a little bit. And so without further ado. Welcome to the Sean Newman Podcast. Tonight with me, I got uh, Rhett Reinhardt and Chase Waters. I said those both right. Hey, fellas. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. right. Yeah. Good. Can, I can never tell if it's Wooters. Yeah, Wooters. I, I've heard uh, pretty much every every possibility. <laughs> <laughs> so when I have multiple guests, uh, guys, I usually uh, get you to introduce your name, what team you're currently playing for, and then uh, I was thinking probably your favorite quote from a movie off the bus, if you like, or your favorite movie from the bus. How's your favorite movie? I won't put you on the spot like that. And we'll start with Chase. Uh, so my name is Chase Waters. I play for the Saskatoon Blades in the Western Hockey League. And my favorite movie on the bus would probably be The Hangover. The Hangover. Yeah, that's a classic. Mm, part of the Wolfpack. All right. <laughs> yeah, uh, right. My name is Rhett Reinhardt. I'm currently playing for the Prince George Cougars in the Western Hockey League. And go-to movie on the bus has got to be Step Brothers. Oh, classic. <laughs> Another classic one, <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, boys, I uh, this is uh, you're uh, becoming a long list of dub guys I've had in here, so. I like to, if you, most people are probably getting tired of me saying the same questions over and over again, but mm-hmm. I like to start right from the beginning. I like to know where you got your start in hockey because um, you guys both come <laughs> a long way. Now you're both playing in the WHL, and I'm sure you have your eyes set on something even bigger as the future progresses. So I was wondering if maybe we could go back to the beginning, and uh, I'm just curious if you, uh, you know, if you're, what age or, um, where specifically was it uh outdoor pond was it skating with siblings was it your dad pulling you out or you know maybe it was just well most guys go well of course it was the pond and (laughs) i was this or that but maybe you can shed a little light on that we'll start with you chase as you are the eldest of the two (laughs) yeah so i was uh born in north battleford and i moved to lloyd when i was about one years old but we had a cabin out of jackfish lake oh yeah jackfish that's a beautiful spot yeah it is it's not too far from here either so I think my first memory would probably be out on the out on the lake with my family and lots of cousins and yeah, probably just playing some some shinny out there. You guys still got the place at Jack? Yeah, we do. So that's where I spend most of my weekends in the summer. <sighs> yeah, it's a nice it's spot. Nice. We went yeah. camping there for the first time last summer. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, it's a beautiful spot. Yeah, it's really and nice. for the people who don't know where Jackfish is, it's just north of North Battleford. What? Yeah, probably twenty, 20 minutes. Twenty minutes, if that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you, Rhett, yeah. Um, born and raised here in Lloyd. Uh, first hockey memory dating back would probably be can skate. My dad kind of forcing me out there. I was never <laughs> the biggest fan of it when I was younger. <laughs> he had to drag me out there, but pretty thankfully did back in the day. Frig, uh, did you ever do can skate? Because I did can skate. Mm-hmm. I, I don't. I don't, I don't even know if they I have can skate like anymore. Three, four years old, I think it was when I started that. I did speed skating fan. growing up. So. Did you do? <laughs> yeah. Well, I did hockey and speed skating. What did you think of speed skating? I kind of liked it. I don't know. <laughs> it was a little different. <laughs> yeah, because uh, uh, on a speed skate, the um, the heel doesn't connect. Or is that just on certain speed skates? 
I'm not sure. There's like a really long blade. I know the that. Blade's super long. Isn't yeah, it? the blades. Yeah, like. I remember seconds. in high school we used to take uh, speed skating lessons, or in gym class or whatever, and the back of the blade was never connected to the boot. Okay. But I don't know. I maybe I got to interview a speed skater <laughs> yeah. so I can get the download sure, yeah. on that. How long did you do speed skating for? Uh, probably four years, three or four years, probably till I was in. I'd say grade four or five. What did they make you work on back then? Do you remember? <laughs> I can't remember. <laughs> I can't remember much. But uh, I always think of like uh, you guys. I'm positive you've done power skating, right? Yeah, big and, time. <laughs> well, you're probably still doing power skating. Who am I kidding? Right? Yeah. Yeah. And they always focus on edge work, stride, et cetera, et cetera. Right? I'm assuming power skating had to have been like painful because I highly doubt they just let you race every every practice yeah i i wish i could remember but i'm i remember there's a lot of stuff about the starting there's a lot of like get your first three strides whatever as quick as you could but um it's curious uh, you always wonder if that translated over to your game or not yeah i don't know i mean it's probably so <laughs> early on who knows yeah. right yeah what uh did you boys always just play hockey growing up i always have the question for guys about you know dual sport or or just specializing in playing hockey year round um Growing up, were you ever playing multiple sports or maybe every sport? What uh, What do you guys remember about back then? How about we start with you, Rhett? Um, I played multiple sports. I used to be big into baseball. Loved playing baseball. My dad also got me into that one. But then it kind of just came a time in my life where I had to pick one or the other. Do you, uh, I'm curious, what uh, time in life was there? Uh, was there an age like? Do you remember what time it was? Like, was it a certain age group? Like, Pee Wee, Bantam? I'd say it was Bantam age. Just because, like, and there's also spring hockey and stuff that we'd be playing. And for the baseball team I'd be playing on, I'd be missing games, missing practices for spring hockey. And by that time, they just kind of told me it wasn't okay that I'd be missing all these practices and stuff. So I kind of just transitioned over to just hockey over to just hockey what position did you play i was a first baseman and pitcher (laughs) first baseman and a pitcher wow that's a different combo (laughs) did you hit the long ball i usually uh (laughs) (laughs) how about you chase uh i was kind of i was big into school sports growing up so i kind of played volleyball volleyball a little bit of basketball and then i i was big into badminton and track so i did those all the way till i graduated because I was we came home a little early in my first two years so I was able to you know come back and can continue in those man badminton's a fun sport yeah oh and I golf I do lots of golf yeah I forgot to say that (laughs) not that good at golf but I like to golf (laughs) yeah I don't know how many of us are that good at golf yeah (laughs) but I've also fallen in love with golf now so I can hit a far just not straight that's (laughs) my thing I have a an attraction to the water when it comes to golf. Yeah, yeah. yeah I like to find the water I think holes. Everyone does. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so, you both stick around here in Lloyd, then playing your minor hockey. Um, how about we start with you, Chase? I mean, you played on, and I've had several guys come on and talk about it, but you hit the mother load of groups that came through Lloyd and uh, got to be on that midget team that goes to the Telus Cup and plays in the max tournament and maybe we talk a little bit about that group and and your time with it you said you're one of two 15 year olds on the team yeah so i, I think it kind of goes back to the year before we my first year bantam we had a pretty good team because it was that same age group and then we actually ended up losing in the western finals that year so and then i had one year it was my second year bantam and that was the draft year and then 
And then my first year midget, we it kind of guys kept coming back and coming back, and we ended up putting a pretty good roster together. And yeah, we went we went to Quis Pampsis in New Brunswick, I think it was. So <laughs> we went there for for a couple of weeks, and I mean that was a that was a pretty good experience for me personally and for our team. I mean we we worked we worked hard. We deserved to be there, and then. I guess on the max, we, 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 I mean, that's a, that's a fun tournament over Christmas, but we ended up losing in the final that year to Calgary. I think it was who, yeah, we, we, uh, we want that one back, but no, it was a, it was a pretty good year that year. You remember, uh, playing in front of the crowds and like, is there any fond memories from that year that just stick out? Yeah, for sure. I remember we, so after you win your league in midget, you play the BC league. Yeah. So the, the team from, west valley hawks they were called they came to lloyd and it was kind of like they're kind of a vancouver team they come into lloyd and they weren't really sure about the rink and things like that and then we show up first game for warm-ups and it's packed in warm-ups and we're like holy man like we're looking around like it was christmas morning and i just remember here and we couldn't even hear or think in warm-ups it was that it was that good of a feeling and then you go on and win those yeah games. and then we won those games so that yeah was and the cool. place was rocking yeah that was yeah, a cool was. cool atmosphere yeah. what was it like uh flying out with your team and midget out uh, out east yeah it was different it was i mean you never really do that in midget kind of thing it's it's more of a junior junior thing but we i mean it was a it was a pretty cool experience and all the guys kind of we knew we knew from the start of the year that we had a good team and that was what definitely one of our goals and we were able to we were able to get there it was pretty cool now, Mr. Mr. Reinhardt, you're a little different, and I was saying the off-air, you're the first guy I've had come in that's gone, uh, you, you started in Lloyd, but then you go to uh, prep school out in uh, Abbotsford. Abbotsford. So I guess I'm curious, what what put the prep school on the radar to start with? Um, Kind of on the radar, I'd say, that year in Lloydminster, we weren't going to have the best hockey team. And I knew it was a big year for me, like the Bantam draft year. And the Yale Hockey Academy team, actually, they were projected to be like the top team in Western Canada. And we ended up, there's a spring hockey team called the Vancouver Selects. Okay. They used to always be the best team growing up. And that's pretty much what the Yale team was. And we ended up playing them in a Winnipeg tournament in spring hockey in the semifinals. And not two day, not even two days later, the coach called me and asked me to come out and thought it was a pretty cool opportunity, you know, prepare myself for junior hockey as well, you know, living up billets, basically living the junior life. And, you know, I was pretty happy that I took that route going to Yale. Um, it was great for my development, playing against top-end guys. Like, that year, I think we had 12 or 13 guys drafted in the Bantam draft. And What, uh... How many, like, where do you play in that league? Like, is it, like, set up like an actual, I don't know, Bantam Midget League, like, around here, Alberta, Saskatchewan, or is it a little bit different? Well, at the time, there was less teams. As the years years go on here, they're expanding more. So, at the time, we were going to, like, the island, Victoria, um, Vancouver. The longest trip we had to make was Calgary for league play, but there was an Edmonton tournament. But nowadays, they travel all the way to Winnipeg. There's teams in Edmonton. Boston? Yeah. Whew. Well, some places, some teams <laughs> might fly. But I mean, in the <laughs> W, guys. Got yeah, that. there's a lot of bus <laughs> Some teams might fly, but we would always bus everywhere we went. That's, uh, 
yeah, that's that's interesting. So it uh, both you guys went in the dub, uh, the uh, the Bantam draft. Sorry, right? Yeah. What mm-hmm. uh, what selection did you guys go? Uh, I was nineteenth. Nineteenth. Yeah. Thirteenth. Thirteenth. I mean, he's got the young yeah, kids. Got you yeah, beat. He's got me a little bit. Sorry, <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> um, what? Uh, both you guys would have been very young going away from home for school, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What grade were you? Uh, well, what? Yeah. What grades did you start away from home? Uh, I started in grade eleven. So grade eleven. I think Rhett was a little early. I with was Yale. in grade nine. I was thirteen. Holy crap! Yeah. I think. If I rack my brain, I interviewed Dwayne Paralette. That's a while ago now, a few months ago. And I think he might have been 13 when he first moved away from home too. But maybe share, like, both of you guys. Both, that's young to move away from home, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, in hockey and sports, competitive sports, that happens an awful lot. But um, what was it like moving away from home at a young age uh, and then moving to a different school and – different province you'd have a different uh i assume curriculum yeah. compared to what we do here like what was that like at 13 um you know i was a bit nervous going in but actually my billets in abbotsford were awesome their names were jared and lorene craig they had two young boys reese and sterling they were at the time three and one Whew. and okay busy so, house yeah very busy Small. house but <laughs> i mean they they were awesome to me like wake up every morning breakfast is sitting on the table lunch is packed come home dinner's ready i mean they they were over the top that was probably the main part that made it the best for me and then just this tie into the schooling stuff just the guys on the team i mean it was a great group of guys and made me feel at home everywhere i was yeah, for me, I was uh, I was really nervous moving away when I was 16. I kind of because I've always been at home kind of thing, and and I didn't really know what to expect moving to a new school in a new city, a bigger city especially than yeah Saskatoon, than Lloyd, and yeah. I mean in, in Lloyd, there's what two high schools. I think in Saskatoon there might be seven or eight, and it was it was definitely a different perspective. Kind of walked in with my eyes pretty wide the first day, not, <laughs> not really knowing what to expect, but. I mean, like Rhett said, I had I had amazing billets there that kind of brought me and his family there when I was 16, and and the guys obviously it was good to have some classes with them. But we weren't out of school for too long, so it was kind of <laughs> it was a little bit it was hard to make friends at the start. But yeah, how big uh how big a high school is? Or, uh, sorry, we'll start with you, uh, Chase. Like, how big a high school did you go to in Saskatoon? It wasn't crazy big. I think it was it was similar to Lloyd, but there was like there was one, and then there was another one right down the road. It was kind of there was like a public and a Catholic right beside each other kind of thing. And I'd say there, there would probably be 200 grads kind of similar to what Lloyd 250. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And when you moved in grade nine, Rhett, uh, were you going to high school then? Was it a uh, grade nine through 12? Yeah. That school actually was nine to 12. It was, it was actually one of the biggest schools in BC. Apparently I don't quote me on that, but mm-hmm. I remember someone telling me that like in every class we'd have, there'd be 30, 35 kids in a class it was big hmm um just like 13 cripe that's young Uh, (laughs) what uh how did your how did your families deal with you guys moving away i think it was uh i mean my parents dealt with it pretty good it was definitely hard at the start because my sister uh so she graduated it would have been 2015 or 2016 it was. So she she moved to Saskatoon the same year I moved to Saskatoon. 
so my parents were able to come in and watch games and see both me and Ali kind of thing. So that it was good for that way, but I mean it was definitely a change for my parents going from having two kids in the house to no none in the house and in, in after one summer. But they handled they handled it well and they've always been there for me. A uh, nice thing about Saskatoon is that they pretty much probably don't have to worry about missing any home games, right? I mean, like, it's right there. Yeah, I, I honestly think my parents have maybe missed two home games in the three years I've been there. So, <laughs> yeah, they, they like to come watch. Even when I was hurt, they came and watched. So yeah, good. well, it's super easy, right? And yeah. it's, I mean, you guys' rink is on the, the right side of town, right? Yeah, for coming right from Lloyd, for right? Them. Yeah. yeah. Uh, have you been with the same billets in all all your years? Yeah, I have. I live with Tim and Tina Gabrick's her name. They have uh, three kids, Emily, Gunner, and Tova. So I've definitely, I'm the oldest. I mean, they're younger than me. So it's it's pretty cool to have some younger siblings in the house. And I mean, they're great to me. They were family friends before, so I I kind of knew them. But it's definitely it's definitely been really good for me. Probably made the transition a little bit easier knowing where you're where you're going to. Yeah, absolutely. That that's been great for me. Yeah, cool. Um. Do uh, how's the how's been moving over to like the? Um, I want to go back to the schoolwork for a second. Just flip flopping because when you go to the dub, which we'll get to here at some point, you guys are on the road a lot, and I assume with the prep school you're probably on the road somewhat as well. Yeah. Quite um, well. how do you guys balance school? travel i'm out of it so far guys like it's a long time ago i mean in lloyd here we always traveled so if you played your minor hockey here you're always you're always gone you're always gone and i always recount the stories of going to fort st john when we used to play those guys (laughs) and that was like a 12 hour one way yeah that's like you'd leave at 6 a.m friday morning and play a game that night and an afternoon game saturday and then an (laughs) afternoon game sunday Mm -hmm. on the way back in like i don't know call it grand prairie for all i can remember yeah. and then get home at like midnight and try and walk yeah, that's right <laughs> yeah. right so like lloyd we're kind of this unique spot where we've always no matter what you do you got to deal with that because there's nothing really close to us in proximity right mm-hmm. so what was it like going away from home and then a new school and then long road trips and trying to juggle school and yeah. then coming back home for, like, the end of the year, yeah. right? Because you guys would come back. Mm-hmm. For the last three months. Four yeah, months of school. four months of school. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It was definitely hard at the start, but I don't know. There, we have, uh, in Saskatoon, we have a good a good school counselor there that helps us out on the road. And then we, we have study halls on the road. So when we're gone for over, I think it's over a week, we'd have two or three a week, or two or three in that week. So it's, I mean, everyone's kind of going through it. And in Saskatoon, we, uh it's mandatory to take a class no matter how old you are so like last year i was graduated but i took a nutrition class so it's kind of i don't know everyone's kind of on the same page in that way but uh yeah there's definitely some long road trips i remember one time we were actually it's probably happened a couple times honestly but we were we played in calgary at four o'clock so then the game's over at seven or or no maybe it was a seven o'clock on a sunday in calgary so the game was over at 10 and then it was like seven hours home so we got home and i think it would have been six thirty around there whatever give or take and uh and all the high school guys we just went to denny's and ate breakfast and then went right to school, after, right to after, school. after that so <laughs> i mean that's happened a couple of times but i mean it kind of it's kind of fun in a way and cool when you were in prep school Rhett, did you uh did you stay there for the full year then um, you had the option to stay the full year if you wanted, but both years I went home after hockey season. 
Um, for the school part, it was pretty good. Our actual the guy who ran the academy, Billy Wilms, his name was. Yeah. He was also a teacher, so he had like his socials and Englishes. He would teach us those, so that kind of worked out well. He'd come on the road with us and stuff. Oh yeah, that'd so, work well. Yeah, cool. So like, even if we missed a class on Thursday, Friday, and we're on the weekend, say on the island, and then we have a couple hours, he'll sit us down and do some of that stuff. So I mean, that part was all right, but then some classes, I mean, it was a little bit of a struggle trying to catch up. I just, th- I always think of, like chemistry. I was in the class for chemistry, and I struggled with it. Right? I can just <laughs> imagine missing like half of chemistry and then trying to reteach it to yourself. Out of a textbook, which is dry. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, unless you like chemistry. Yeah. When I was in grade 11, we uh, we went on our 12 or 13-day road trip. So we went out to BC that year, and then we, uh, we came back. I think we got back a Sunday night, and then I had Monday at home, and then Tuesday morning I flew out to the under-17 tournament. So I think I was... I was gone for, I didn't go to school for, it would have been like three and a half weeks and I was taking chemistry. And when I came back, I actually had to drop it because I was that far behind. But I picked up, I took it online. I ended up taking it online. But I mean, it's, yeah, there's a lot of, it's a lot of work. It's I a got lot a of story different work, to tie hey? in with that one. Yeah. Sure, fire away. Yeah. So when I was 16 in Prince Albert, um, we had the U.S. road trip, which was like 15 days, 15, 16 days. So we did that road trip and no wait actually scratch that no so i went to under 17s originally which was kind of a week and a half thing and then after that was over i joined pa on the road trip and i missed over a month straight of school which i don't know well then you actually there's more not even like three four weeks later i got traded to prince george Uh so then i wasn't even caught up yet i was gonna have to take my classes completely through the year so i ended up transferring my classes from pa to pg as well as i could different curriculum they tried to do the best they could so i ended up taking the same three classes the whole year could have messed me up for credits but you know you guys do a lot of work in a really unusual way right like that's got to be hard on the old brain to like bounce around and like i don't know yeah right like different it's different very different yeah um when you got uh what was your first training camp like going to uh once you're on your way to saskatoon and your first one would have been pa but even going uh prince george like what was your first uh memories like of going uh you know the big time out of midget yeah bantam well so like the first training camp you're not you can't make the team yet because you you get drafted as a 14 year old and then you can't make it till you're 16 right so you have one training camp in between that so i mean i didn't i didn't really know what to expect kind of thing i I knew I knew from other people that have went to camps kind of what what they would be like and what it was like but I don't know I think in Saskatoon it it's been really good for me and they they kind of welcomed me right in right away and the older guys were were super nice to all the young guys so that that helped for sure but it was kind of it was a pretty starstruck feeling you know your first time and all the nerves and your parents are there and it's just I don't know I can't really describe it uh probably a little intimidating i would assume yeah just a little bit when you're it's your first time being out there with 20 year olds kind of thing and you're 15 and they're all wearing visors you're all wearing cages it's kind of it's definitely a different feeling uh would you guys get to participate then in any exhibition games anything like that exhibition games mm-hmm. yeah my actually my first exhibition game was in lloydminster it was the first time 
there was like a WHL game in Lloyd, and it was so Edmonton came halfway and or Saskatoon came halfway, and we played each other in Lloyd. So that was definitely cool. But then I just stayed home after that. So I, I got to play one exhibition game when I was 15, and that's definitely something I'll never forget. And there's there's a lot of local kids on Saskatoon and Edmonton, so it was, it was pretty good. Like Kobe was playing on yeah. Edmonton at that time. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it was it was pretty neat. That would have been a packed barn, I bet. Yeah, it was pretty full. <laughs> My family bought a couple of tickets. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Red? What was your first uh, um, training camp like? Oh, I'd say similar to Chase. I mean, pretty nerve wracking, but also excited. I mean, you're a 14, 15-year-old kid going in and playing against almost grown men that are 20 years old. Just, you know, they're six foot four, 220 pounds. You're 5'11", mm. 150. Yeah. It's a bit 5'11". different. 5'11", I was not 5'11". Boys, <laughs> I've never been 5'11". I've never been 5'11". <laughs> yeah, that's I mean, okay. It happens. I mean, you enjoy it still, but pretty nerve-wracking. Um, yeah, just the older guys being young think was the biggest change for me coming from playing second year bantam against kids younger than me and then going and playing against kids five years older than me and just wait until you get to your next stage yeah right yeah like i mean you think 20 is big wait until you meet a 25 year old 30 year old 35 year old. <laughs> that's right joe thornton yeah, yeah that's right yeah yeah um We were talking off air about uh, you guys suiting up for, I think you both said you suited up for Canada, right? Yeah. You both worn the Maple Leaf? Yeah. I got to ask first off, A, I've never worn the Maple Leaf. (laughs) How was it putting on the Maple Leaf? It's pretty surreal. I mean, you grow up watching the World Juniors. I mean, it's not quite the World Juniors. Yeah, sorry, and I should uh, clarify. uh, Under 17s, you both played? Yeah. Yeah. And then, Chase, you've played under 18. Yeah, I did. Yeah, okay. So we'll start with under 17 since it's a common denominator. What yeah. was, I don't care what level it is, you still got to put on Canada's jersey, right? Yeah. You're representing Canada. Um, what was the, what was that like? Uh, it was unbelievable. As I was saying, just like watching guys at Christmas time, you know, that was a ritual every year. Just kind of thinking like, wow, it'd be cool to do that. And then kind of, it came to real life, kind of, but I mean, probably. Where, where, sorry, where do you under 17s happen? They are they in? Year. Are they in Canada? Yeah. Usually, I believe, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. So both of ours were in Canada. Where'd you guys play? Dawson Creek and Fort St. John. I was in uh, Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario. Ontario? Yeah. Frig. What was, uh, yeah, what was, was Fort St. John and <laughs> Dawson Creek like? Um, it was a bit chilly. We had to wear winter jackets everywhere <laughs> we went. You are in Very Canada. Cool. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no. When the under-17s happen? What uh, part of the year? No. I want to say November. Early November. Early yeah. November? Okay. So you start the year with your, like, CHL team. Yeah. And then you leave, what is it? I think it's, you maybe get 15 games in and then you leave. I don't even 12. know if it's that many. Yeah. Like I think I maybe played 12 so. and then I left. And a pretty cool experience, right? Oh, Who would, yeah. uh, what, uh, how many teams in that tournament? Uh, there's three Canada teams, yeah. And then there's eight in total. The yeah. three Canada, U.S., Sweden, Finland, Finland, Russia, Czechs. Yeah. And how'd you boys do? We lost in the gold medal game my year. So you lost in the gold medal? Yeah. Sweden. Same here. We, we lost silver. in the gold medal. Both oh, silver yeah. medalists. Who'd yeah. you guys lose to? I lost to Sweden. Sweden? U.S. U.S. And who were the big guns that were on the opposite side? Do you remember? 
Um, Jack Hughes. Ooh, yeah. yeah he's, he's okay. <laughs> yeah, lots of those guys. That what was it? Seven or eight guys on that team went in the first round this year. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. In my year would have been uh, Adam Bokvist. He was drafted to Chicago. Uh, I don't know. They're from Sweden, <laughs> so I don't really remember many names. But <laughs> who uh, who are you playing with on your teams? Uh, was there? I'm assuming there were some big names on our side then too. Besides yeah, Chase well, Waters and Rhett Reinhardt. Yeah, I, well. <laughs> I had Ty Smith on my team. He was our team captain there. Okay, yeah. And then there's, I mean, there was a lot of guys that got drafted the year, that like my draft year there that were on the team. And, I mean, there was probably 10, 15 guys that got drafted. So, it's, I mean, everyone's pretty good. Yeah. How how long did you guys go to your respective spots for? How how long did you say the tournament was? Ten days, I think it was maybe? two weeks, maybe. Was it, it was a couple weeks? practice days. Between 10 days to two weeks. That must have been a really cool uh, – thing to be a part of eh yeah it was it was different for sure i remember the one thing is they they like take your electronics away kind of thing for the tournament so you get them an hour a day to reach out to family members and whatever and i don't know i think it was i think it was kind of cool that way it was the first time i've ever been really a part of that it's definitely different mm-hmm. what did you think of not having your phone or well, like <laughs> electronics you just mean your phone or do you mean well, like phone computer ipad whatever you brought kind of thing mm-hmm. had to have, yeah Anything that yeah. you can text or anything like that. So, yeah. and then that, uh, I boys, I come from like a time where there was no phone, and that yeah, makes yeah. me sound like <laughs> really old, and I'm not that old. But um, you're both, I mean, you you pretty much only know on the internet, and I mean, pretty much a, a cell phone attached to your hand since yeah. you were probably 10. So, what was that like not having that stuff? Because did that happen for you too, Rhett? Then yeah, you, same, technology was taken away? Exact same thing, yeah. yeah. At camp, they do it, too. So, it's mm-hmm. kind of, I don't know. I think at, at Team Alberta, I think they do it, too. Um, for, like, um, the Alberta Cup, we had our phones taken away. But for, like, the Western Canada Games, we never got oh, ours okay. taken away that we time. Got ours taken away. I don't remember <laughs> it's different, for sure. It's, I mean, yeah. it's kind of an everyday <laughs> life now. And then you go without it for two weeks. And, I don't know, by the end, you're, it's kind of nice. It's kind of... <laughs> Get to know people a lot better without phones. You're normally Absolutely. used to. You just actually have to have a conversation. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> normally <laughs> used to just pulling it out of your right pocket. And, yeah. yeah. So what do you guys do with your time in between games? Then have odd conversations well, with there's people. There's a lot of study hall for our team because mm-hmm. I mean, uh, everyone, I guess you're you're still in school. Was in high school, so. <clears throat> but I mean, we we had board games. We had an Xbox to play, and yeah. there's a lot of a lot of recovery time too. So it was good. Lots of sleeping. <laughs> What was uh, where was your under 18s? Uh, it was in Magnitogorsk and Chelyabinsk, Russia. So. No frigging kidding. <laughs> yeah, it was quite the travel we had. What did you think of that? It was cool. I didn't really know what to expect. Again, I remember, I think I that team. You you never know if you're going to make it because people kind of always kind of come and go from that team. So when I I think it was start of April, I got the call and yeah, I guess and then I had to go get a Russian visa or passport yeah. kind of thing yeah to, a visa to, to get there. in yeah so that was definitely different and and uh yeah it was i remember we went to toronto for for two days before practice there and then and then it was a eight hour flight to london and then a five hour flight to i think it was moscow and then a four hour flight to chelyabinsk and then we bust into magnetogorsk it was it was a long day of travel and with i think it was an 11 hour time difference so definitely different there <laughs> and how long did you go over there for uh, i think it was three and a half weeks from the time we we're in toronto frig that's it that is uh yeah three weeks maybe women but 
It was fun. Yeah. What were the rinks like over in Russia? There's a country I've not played in. The one we played in was really nice. It was the KHL rink. Okay. So it was like a professional league yeah, yeah, there, yeah. and and that rink was really nice. And it was they were cheering for Canada. Like it was it was cool. Really? We, I remember we played we played the Americans the first game. I think we had the crowd on our side for that. Did one. you get lots of fans there, or or was well, it? Well, it was packed every night just because it was kind of an event. Yeah. But it was yeah, it was cool. For how sure. how many? Any idea how many fans would have been in the rink? It'd how probably, many held? It'd probably hold eight to ten thousand. Jeez, 10, that's 000. not bad then. Yeah, it was cool. Especially when we played. I remember we played Czech, and they were just every time Czech touched the puck, they were screaming <laughs> and <laughs> Russia too, obviously. But, yeah. What uh, did you have any cool chants? I don't remember. I don't think so. I don't think there was much of that. No? No. Yeah. How about, uh, how did you do in that tournament? We uh, uh, we we won all four round-robin games, so we were seated first out of the round-robin. We beat the States, which was an upset, and then we beat Sweden in overtime. And then in our quarterfinal game, we were playing Czech, and we lost, I want to say, 3-2 or something. And it was a big upset kind of the tournament, but... It was, it was still a cool experience. Did they uh, have you go touring around Russia then? Did you go see some? Yeah, we did. What we was what was maybe to... one of the the memories of being around there and what you saw? Well, you... I think it was Magnitogorsk was, like, known for, like, its iron or something like that. And we went and we got to go see this big iron statue, and that was, that was pretty cool. It was even cool just driving down and kind of noticing, like, what that side of the world is kind of like. Because that was my first time being overseas. So that was that was really cool. Have you guys been back overseas since then? No, I haven't. I went to England when I was young one time just <laughs> for a family, family trip. trip but never, that's about it. Yeah, okay, fair enough. Um, you'd mentioned in your uh, little questionnaire we do that you guys won the John Reed Memorial Tourney. Yeah. That's a pretty uh, – is, is that not a pretty prestigious yeah, tournament? Yeah. I'm sure. I think it was like – What's it going, like 40 – I think this year Close is forty second, forty second year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was. Let me tell you, any any time anything goes out long, <laughs> they're doing something right. Yeah, yeah right. that was a pretty cool experience. I mean, our team was projected to win it, but I think we kind of just went above and beyond that tournament. Actually, our first game we won like seven nothing, then like nine two, like we were upset victories, like not close. And then in the finals, we played Delta Academy which was the second best team in our league and like kind of the next best. And we actually held them to only 14 shots and beat them like 6-1. So is is that a, a tournament like that, would that would be where academies would play? Not tr- academies. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah, right? You have to get invited yeah. to the tournament. So I remember my first year band, we got invited, and then my second year we didn't get invited. So that was kind of the time where you kind of seen who was the better team out of mm-hmm. the, between academies. And, and so – well, let's hear it. Well, uh, <laughs> right, so, you both have played in it. Yeah, yeah. You, so, Rhett, you've won it. Mm-hmm. Of course, you're going to lean one way. I can feel it. I can't <laughs> honestly. I don't really remember much about our year. I think we lost. I want to say we lost in the quarterfinal that year. I think we lost to a team from Winnipeg. I remember I got kicked out in the <laughs> quarterfinal. I hit someone from behind with I think ten minutes left, but I don't know. You goon. <laughs> yeah, doesn't happen very often. When we played. Um, <laughs> We actually played the two Alberta teams. Okay. The Bantam teams that made it to the finals, Sherwood Park and Lethbridge. Okay. So we played Lethbridge in the round robin, and we beat them. They actually they won the league. We beat them 5 or 6-1. 
and we played Sherwood Park in the semifinals, and we beat them nine one or nine two. So you're gonna lean the way of of uh, a prep school. Well, the only reason I that it's like that though is where Sherwood Park they like they only get kids from Sherwood Park, and then our academy we only had two out of province kids, um, me and Harrison Blaisdell from Regina, Saskatchewan, and everyone else was close to there. But I mean, any of those academy teams can take Pick kids from in wherever from they want, anywhere they want. So I mean, that's an advantage for sure. That is definitely an advantage. <laughs> Anytime you have no borders and you can grab from wherever. Yeah, exactly. I mean, in theory. Mm-hmm. That I mean, was a super you, team. Yeah. I mean, you still got to get them to play <laughs> together, yeah. but, I mean, yeah. in theory. That was the struggle for us, actually, at the start of the year because we just had so many guys that been used to them being the guy, mm-hmm. and we actually, like, lost our first five, six games of the year because mm-hmm. of that. Um, jumping back to the dub, uh, I was curious – uh, well, I know Saskatoon's been in the playoffs. I can't recall. The Prince George is not. Well, then we're going right to Chase. Yeah. What was the playoffs like the, this year? You got to play against PA. You guys had a series there. Yeah, we uh, we uh, we played Moose Jaw first round there, and I mean it was a good series. There was two overtime games and two one goal games, and we ended up beating them in four, and then. And then we and then PA swept Red Deer the same night we swept Moose Jaw, so we knew it was us and PA in the second round, and we both had the same amount of time off. And I mean, they're they're a, they're a good team, and I mean we're a good team. We battled hard, and it was a crazy feeling. I remember I don't think I've ever seen seen or heard that building that loud and with that many fans in it. So that you're was, talking that was PA, cool. or are you PA talking and Saskatoon? Saskatoon? Both. I mean. I remember when we went out for for game one in PA. I don't think you could hear you could hear couldn't hear anyone, and that was cool. And then and then it came right back to Saskatoon, and we we basically filled filled the barn for games three, four, and then game six. So it was it was pretty cool both ways. It was I mean we fell short at the end, but I mean it's something I'll never forget and learned lots from it. I have uh, I talked to Corey Cross on here. Okay. And he played in Tampa Bay, and then he yeah. played in Toronto, and I. Always, I gave him the question on that podcast of, well, he knows the answer. Would you choose warm weather or crazy fans? You think at this point you'd take crazy fans over warm weather? Probably. The fans kind of, they they bring momentum momentum both ways. I mean, either whether it's going good or bad kind of thing. How's Prince George looking this year? Um, We don't lose much, but, I mean, we'll be older. Like last year, I think we had seven 17-year-olds. Oh, yeah. So I mean, that's just kind of everyone's get a year, year more development. We'll be better than we were for sure last year. We weren't bad by any means, but we didn't score very many goals, and that hurt us in the long run. Yeah, if you don't score goals, you can't win <laughs> <Yeah>. games. <laughs> <laughs> I guess not. What's uh, what's the bus trips been like in the dub? Right, you guys have mentioned a couple long ones, and you and yeah, I mean. Oh, yeah. At times, I have a hard time understanding how you can be gone as much as you two have been from even where you're playing hockey, from school and everything. But um, one thing that uh, I'm always amazed at is how much you guys are on the road and, like, I mean, how far the WHL spans, <laughs> right? Yeah. So, like, what's life on the road? Personally, I kind of like it. I uh, I kind of get – you get into a routine on the road where – I mean, you wake up, you have breakfast, you go to the – it's a game day. You wake up, mm-hmm. you have breakfast, go to the rink. This is us at least. And then you go back, have pregame meal, you have a nap, and then you head to the rink for the game. And then, 
eat on the bus after or eat on the eat at the rink but i don't know i kind of like it i, I kind of got used to it over the year and sleeping on the bus and things like that <laughs> can't be playing with that <laughs> take your phone away take yeah. it, all your little toys away and you still find one i know i know <laughs> twiddling um what's your favorite play, pre-game meal uh well when i'm at at my build house i guess i I like to have wild rice and chicken with broccoli. So that's that kind of my specific. Thing. Yeah. I mean, I guess I asked the question. How about you? <laughs> yeah. How about you? Um, me have two things. Have my billet place either just chicken, rice, and Caesar salad, or like um, a f- chicken fried rice with Caesar salad. Those, <laughs> are, those are the two things. Those are two. Uh, quite, uh, how are you guys that can eat close to a game, or you got a, like a certain time it has to be done by? Three o'clock. Three o'clock? Really? Well, on so Prince George is a little different from the road, but at home every time, nap from two till three, get up, eat, and that's my thing every time at home. But on the road, we vary the time that we eat. Like sometimes we'll eat at twelve o'clock and we play at seven, or sometimes we'll eat at two or three. Kind of varies on that part. Yeah, we were uh, on the road. We were always at one o'clock all year. We ate at one o'clock and then. At, I don't know, I kind of started pushing it back more and more, but during, at the start of the year, I would eat at 3.45, and then I'd eat in my suit and just go right to the rink after that. But I kind of started eating at about 2, 2.30 by the end of the year. Felt 2, 2.30. A little more light. And what time was the average game time start Seven. Then? Seven. Yeah. Yeah, that's about early. About five hours. And then I'd get to the rink, I'd have a snack, a mm-hmm. orange, whatever. It doesn't yeah. matter. <laughs> no more. <laughs> Oh God, I love hockey routines. You got a weird. Uh, yeah. You, are you guys weird in the something you don't wash or you have to put on your gear the certain way? What's your What's your weird routine? Oh my God. I don't. Fact. I don't really have any. Honestly, I have a couple of handshakes with the guys going out, but besides that, that don't really. Do you sit any. in the? Do you sit on the bus and go, okay, we got to work on a handshake? Uh, no, how, how does kinda, How does that start? It kind of just come along. It's yeah. you don't really plan it. It kind of just happens. Mm-hmm. I guess I always stretch on the blue line and warm up. Maybe that's my thing. Okay. Yeah. I, I'm not going to go through mine, but <laughs> I probably got 15, 20 little routines I do before every game. Like a ridiculous amount, like little handshakes or like little things in warm up. I had to be the last guy in half moon. I got to shoot third and three lines. Oh, he's gotta, one of those guys. I got to stretch at like one minute those left guys. and just little things like that. And then for getting dressed. I always put my left skate on first. Actually, you know, I'm sitting here and I'm I'm going. You're one of those guys. But <laughs> then I think about my own self, and I always like putting a puck in the opposing team's net. I'm At one of those of guys. Those guys. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. The other team's looking at me, going, "Who is, who is this, this guy? jackass? <laughs> right? exactly. What is he doing? Who does he think he is? I don't know why. It's a it's a, a mental thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. Everything's gonna be all right if I sink one in their net first. <laughs> 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 who's every game? Who's got the best rink to go to? And don't say Edmonton because Edmonton's a cop out. Okay. Well, I I have one exception for that one. Well, this is my favorite one of my favorite games I played in when I was 16 with Prince Albert, and we played in Edmonton and they had their teddy bear toss. They had 19,000 fans. Oh, that's crazy. 19,000. 19,000 played in front of. I'll give you that one. Yeah. I don't know. There's. In our division, I'd probably say Regina would probably be my favorite place to play. Mm-hmm. They, have okay. a pretty, they have a pretty nice rink, and it's pretty bright and things like that. And 
probably out of division. I like I like Everett's rink. It it's always hmm. seems loud. I only I've only played there once, oh, yeah. so but it always seems to be pretty packed. And it's once both, in three years, hands. yeah, we go there. We alternate, so every like, second year, you every go? second year we go. So this year we go again. Okay, okay, but, yeah, uh, that makes sense. And then yeah, Spokane's a really nice rink, and they got a funny thing when they score a goal. They, oh I'm in Seattle too. Yeah. They always like ring this gong, so like I don't. This is Spokane. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't play there very often, but the one time we went there, I think they scored seven on us. So <laughs> they ring it once, and the second time they scored, they ring it twice, and then three times, four times, five times. So yeah. at the end of the game, we ended up hearing it quite a bit. But <laughs> I just, yeah, that was a pretty cool, a pretty cool. And ring. what is it? A gong? Mm-hmm. It's like a yeah, it's a big gong, and they yeah, all like, the, the same guy hits it every game, and he's always on the. They don't have a jumbotron there. Actually, maybe they just got one. They don't have one. It's on the end. Yeah, it's like the end of the ring. Because they have like an indoor football team, I guess. So they don't have a jumbotron, but they have a huge screen on the end of the rink, and he's always on it, ringing the gong. Uh, it's funny that you kind of say that because the first three times they played Spokane. We got outscored like twenty-four to three really? in Spokane. It was like nine-one the first game. You just get sick of hearing the gong yeah. every time. And their fans all chant Chiefs at the same time in their in their Chief. goal song. So yeah, pretty sick. Yeah, I yeah, mean, if you're the home team. You're absolutely loving it. Yeah. But. What's uh? What arena has the best fans? Probably for me, PA, just because we. It's kind of a rival between us, so. I think if you were to have a, a Raider here, he'd probably say our fans because, I mean, they kind of they kind of go hand in hand with each other. But whenever we're in Saskatoon, they have a bunch of Raiders come. And wherever we're in PA, we have a bunch of Blade fans come. So it's kind of, I don't know, that's a, a, big pretty, rivalry. It's a pretty good rivalry both ways. It's only an hour down the road. so Yeah. I'm, I'm going to have to go with the Prince George Cougars just because, well, they're, they're pretty loyal for us. I mean, some nights not the best, but – lots of road attraction like our closest games f- over five hours away yeah. which isn't very good but still like you'll still get you'll see 30 40 50 fans at almost pretty much every road game but then the best fans outside us i'd say everett yeah. every night you go in and there's not a seat open hmm. every night yeah we had a really good fan support the, the three years i've been in saskatoon which which has been good too I love your guys' unis. Yeah, they're I, nice. I don't know what it is about yeah, blue and yellow. Yeah, I don't, you, normally you'd be like, ah, I don't know. But yeah, they we just threw it back a couple of years ago. Yeah, so. man. Yeah, and they cool. look good. Yeah, they yeah they're mint. Yeah. Um, is there a rink or a team you just love playing? Like you just, it just, for whatever reason, you go play them and you put up six points. Probably not six, <laughs> but you know what I mean. <laughs> Seattle for me. Yeah. Just kind of the way I like to play. Like, not so much like just a hard to play against physical kind of and that's pretty much just all seattle is and i just a team that i like playing against because matches up well yeah i'd probably say pa i kind of we kind of always it's it's always an intense game against them and i kind of feel like i probably play a little better when it's when it's kind of rough and things like that and that's probably probably the best team i like to play against sticking with you for a second chase you got Mm -hmm. You wear the C now. Yeah. yeah. What, uh, fi- 59th? 59th captain in Blades history? I want to say Somewhere that. I think there. I read that. Yeah. I got no idea. What yeah. uh, What has yeah. it been like uh, putting on the C for the Blades? Yeah, it was really cool. Last year last year was my first year, and when I was 17, we traded uh, Libor 
Hayek is his name. He's he's from Czech Republic. We traded him to Regina at the deadline, and so that year I I wore an A in the second half. So I kind of I learned lots that year, and then and then we had a really good kind of support staff around around me and the and the older guys that were kind of the leaders the leading leadership group there in Saskatoon. And I mean it's it was a pretty cool feeling for me, and I've uh, I think I've worked for that, so it was good. Hmm. Yeah, it's cool. You're, yeah. Uh, I mean, it's always an honor to wear the C wherever it is. Yeah, but exactly. I mean, to get in and do it for the Blades, that's pretty cool. Uh, yeah, it's kind of the a, cap. It's a dream here. come true. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, and I gotta ask, you you uh, you wrote on yours that you get to. Well, a, we were talking about it off off air, but you went to Tampa Bay for their yeah. for the development development camp, camp yeah. and then main camp, correct? Yeah. yeah. And I first gotta ask. You got to meet Steve Eisman? Yeah, yeah, I did. That was kind of what was that like? Was did, did you opening. pick your job off the floor, or was you <laughs> yeah. just stuck there? I was, I was pretty speechless when I walked into the room and he was sitting there. But no, that was that was definitely probably one of the more cool, the cooler things I've I've got to experience in hockey. And yeah, it was. I can't really explain what it was like, but he was there at development camp and he was watching every skate. And then he came back for the rookie tournament and then main camp. So. That was cool, for sure. Did you introduce yourself at least? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I <laughs> think so. <laughs> yeah, no, I did. <laughs> well, I, the reason I got to ask about Stevie Y. A, it's Stevie Y. He's yeah, like one yeah. of the legends <laughs> of, the, of the game, <laughs> yeah. but he ranks number one on my list. Like that, that'd be a yeah. guy. Can you imagine the stories that come out of oh, Stevie yeah. Y's he mouth? So many. I, oh. I'm currently reading Bob Probert's book, which oh, is okay interesting he'd be in that a little one. bit <laughs> eye-opening but it talks about stevie Y every once yeah. in a while coming in and like being the voice of reason almost right yeah. which Especially you can imagine it's stevie Y. Yeah. yeah right yeah. um what was uh what was going hopping on a plane well i don't know maybe lead us through the process because we were talking about it once again off air that you're undrafted yep was that uh i don't know how did you obviously you didn't feel great about that but how did you deal with not being taken in the draft and then getting called by Tampa and going down there what's all that been like yeah it was uh it was definitely a little bit of a disappointing day the draft day when I was 17 but I know there's lots of there's lots of different ways to get to the next level and kind of just just kept my head up and then after the draft I got a call from Tampa and it felt it felt like a great opportunity to go down there and I was able to to go down there for a week it would have been June end of June and then and then I think I I'd played pretty good there and then I got asked to come back to the rookie camp and the main camp which would have been at the start of September so it was definitely different hopping on a plane going to Tampa Bay different a little different than Lloyd Minster and Saskatoon so it was, it was hot and it was it was pretty cool but again like the whole playing against older guys kind of thing I didn't there wasn't much of that at development camp but then when I when I played I think we played Nashville and Washington in in the rookie tournament and then and then the next week was when all the older guys showed up where, I mean, there was Stamkos and the Headman and those guys. Yeah. That was, I mean, it was definitely different hockey for <laughs> sure. And it was pretty eye-opening, but it was a cool experience. Did it bring you coming back this way going, okay, I need to do this, this, this? or? Yeah, yeah you definitely got some feedback from their, from their player development guys and then, and then from their GMs and coaches and things like that. And, and you got, you always have stuff to work on. I think that was, that's kind of what, What's been really good for me is I've had lots of feedback from them. That's a cool, cool experience. Like, did yeah. they just call you out of the blue and say, "Hey, we'd like you to come to our camp"? Yeah, it was kind of. So the guys that don't get drafted, you kind of, 
you kind of get a lot of calls kind of right after and kind of have to choose an area that you think would be the best option for you. So, yeah, yeah. that's cool. Damn yeah. Bay, man. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Right? Like, yeah, I, I'd go back if I could. <laughs> it was, it was <laughs> cool for anything. Yeah. It, hopping off the plane in shorts, carrying your hockey bag. <laughs> yeah. Is there anything better? Seriously. Yeah. What was the, where did you, uh, did they have you at the main building or were you at a different rink? There was uh they just finished building their practice facility in Brandon. Okay. So Brandon, Florida. I don't I don't know where else it is, but <laughs> and then and then at Main Camp and Rookie Camp our hotel was right across from Amelia Arena and then we yeah, we got to got to go there basically every day and then went right before I went home. So we all knew we were going home the next day and then there was a game that night and it was Tampa versus Carolina, I think it was. So we all got we got a box at at the at the rink and all the guys that weren't playing and it was it was pretty cool sitting up there that was a nice rink yeah pretty cool experience to yeah. go down and yeah get behind the scenes kind of look at what goes on yeah exactly there's a lot that goes on <laughs> how about you i mean it's your draft year coming up this year we've kind of talked about it briefly is there uh things you've been doing well actually and i can give this question to both of you like is there things you guys have been doing in the off season right now what have you been doing to uh prepare for that to try and push yourself uh up the ladder so to speak well the biggest thing that i've changed this summer is i've actually went on a nutrition plan just to kind of help with like the physique and just work on conditioning and stuff putting fuel into your body more so that's definitely been the biggest change and then still working out lots skating lots and nutrition's definitely been a number one and then what, what was the biggest surprise when you started looking at your nutrition what did they tell you to do stop eating tacos or <laughs> no it's depends what you're going for so like right now i'm trying to lose body fat with this thing and it's been working pretty well since i've did it it's like three and a half percent or something i've went okay. down which is in like six no weeks slouch. is a lot <laughs> and so um it's the main thing is proteins protein and good fats where it's like nuts or avocado those kinds of things and basically a little bit of carbs but not that much carbs you actually get your fuel from the fats and so i guess they make you eat so much protein that what it does is the protein basically once you've reached your certain amount you can take in your body it starts taking up fat and so you just replace your fat with protein and that's been the biggest change for me probably so what food are you sick of at this point? Is there one? Um, about every day. Yeah, this, <laughs> I, I have the exact same thing for breakfast every day. It's Greek yogurt with half a cup of berries, um, three tablespoons of hemp seeds. And, yeah, that's my breakfast my breakfast for about two hey, and a half I'll months. Hey, I'll say this. I like Greek yogurt. Greek yeah, yogurt is the it's bomb. It's like the plain it's one, good. though, where it has, like, it has no, no flavor. No flavor. Yeah. yeah. That's, I'm a vanilla that's guy. A Sometimes yeah, I'm going to have a little vanilla yeah. in there. I put the sugar-free maple syrup in there, which That's is good. allowed, so that, that <laughs> makes it a little bit better. But if that wasn't allowed, it, I don't know if I would have made it two and a half You know, I, I should just have, like, a guy who played in, like, the 60s or 70s sitting here when, he, when you guys are talking <laughs> yeah. about this going. That wasn't the thing. That wasn't the thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we were smoking Marlboro Lights yeah. in the back room or something, <laughs> yeah. right? Like, yeah. it's crazy to hear you guys talk about how extensive it is yeah. about what you guys are doing. I mean, it's really cool. I mean, I wish I would have... Uh, done maybe half of what you guys are doing right but at the same token i don't know if it was all around the way it is for you guys right now i mean you guys have all both done a lot of different things to keep yourselves 
where you are. So, um, kudos to you guys. <laughs> what uh, what's been the biggest sacrifice you guys have had to make to stick where you are, compete at the level you're competing at? I'd say biggest one probably moving away from family. I mean, even still nowadays, my mom, even my dad, my sister. Well, my sister lives away from home now, but my mom and dad. They're sad every time I leave. I mean, it's, <laughs> yeah. this Parents, is coming yeah. on year five now away from home. But, like, you know, that's probably the biggest sacrifice I've had to make as well as them. I mean, letting me go at 13 because they believed that it was the best for me. I'd say, yeah, by far the biggest sacrifice I've had to make. Yeah, that's the same as me. I've been pretty fortunate. I've uh, Saskatoon is definitely the closest <laughs> place I could be in the Western League. So, I mean that that part of it is nice, and they understand kind of that my family. They understand that kind of had to do this for for myself and for my hockey career. So they yeah they've supported me the whole way, and yeah it's been good. Um, what's what do you think the future holds for you boys? Like where are you looking? Is the NHL the next step? That's where you want to get to. Is it pro? Is it Europe? Is it what? Uh, where do you think? Uh, I mean, both of you are going back to the WHL this year. Yep. Uh, you both have eligibility to stay in the dub for multiple years. Mm-hmm. Um, where do you see yourself going here in the next couple of years or in the next five? Yeah, I kind of, I kind of want to just play at the highest level I can, and I mean, whatever that is. If I get a pro offer somewhere, I, I'd, I'd love to take it, and if. If it uh, if anything falls through, whatever, I always have school to back onto. But I mean, I'd like to I'd like to play hockey for as long as I can, and I mean, start out start out anywhere. There's lots of different ways to get to to get to the NHL eventually. Obviously, that's that's a goal of mine for sure. And just like anyone playing in the Western Hockey League, everyone wants to make it to the next level. And yeah, I think it's kind of just wherever I can play, I'll play for sure. I'd say the same thing as Chase. I mean, it's most uh, kids' goals growing up is to play in the NHL. But, I mean, if you look at how many hockey players there are to NHL players, it's a very slim ratio. But, I mean, you know, the dream's not over if you do not make the NHL. I mean, there's tons of different pro leagues all over the world, you know, Sweden, Russia, all over there. But, I mean, overall goal is to make it to the NHL. But if that doesn't quite go through, I mean, there's – for sure, lots of different off ways to go through. I mean, Chase at school and other different pro leagues as well. What's uh, what's the best uh, lesson? I, I I always like that hearing what what you guys have what hockey's taught you guys so far. What what's the best lesson you guys have learned? Yeah, I think it maybe not even hockey on my part. My parents have always kind of told me to to never quit and to work my hardest. I know it's pretty cliche, but <laughs> but it's definitely something I follow to to this day and. And definitely hockey's kind of taught me to persevere through when things get tough and moving away at a young age, it's, it's hard. And there's lots of lots of different stresses stresses that come with moving away. And, yeah, it, it's been it's been good, though, and I've learned lots throughout my three years living away. Yeah, nothing can replace hard work. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's yeah. pretty cliche, but it's true. No, nah, but it's true, yeah. right? Yeah, uh, mine's along the same lines as Chase. It's something that my dad has stuck in my brain since day one. So the two most important things for, well, really anything in life is hard work and doing it consistently. Consistently. Yeah, consistently. He I said, love the word consistent. Or yeah. consistently. He said, he said, no matter what Be you're consistent. doing, you bring those two things to the table and, like, basically do the best you can do. 
that you can't be mad at yourself basically you know if, even if that's going to make a hockey team you do those two things you don't make the hockey team you can't get mad at yourself for it i mean you did everything you could so those are basically two things i kind of live by with everything i do that's cool that's really cool boys well i think we just smacked over an hour so i got one two three four five quick hitters okay? sounds good and then i'll let you get out of here and <laughs> go back to uh well I guess you work tomorrow, Chase, right? Yeah. yeah <laughs> who, who knew? Yeah, start at 7. So. <laughs> Big work guy. Yeah. Okay, so if you had a time machine and you Uh-oh. could go to – yeah, we're going to throw out the time machine. Everybody <laughs> knows the time machine one by now. If you had a time machine, you could go to any event. And I was just listening to Kenny Morrison today, and I was like, I, I should specify. You don't have to stay there. You can just go – or you can stay there, right? It's, it's your rules. You got a time machine. Where are you going with it? Uh, probably for a sporting event, I'd probably say the, I think it was, was it in Vancouver when Crosby scored that yeah, goal? that's a good one. That's 21. Probably, yeah. yeah. That's probably the time I'd go back to for a sporting event. Where, sure. speaking of which, where were you when you, that goal went in? It would have been 2010. I <laughs> Probably at my home watching it. Probably with yeah. family, or not with family, family and friends. I mean, kind of get together for I was those. in... Wisconsin. Oh, really? Surrounded by Americans. Oh, that's not good. <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> yeah. Got to rub that in hard. Yeah. 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 Um, for me, <laughs> um, I'm a big Pittsburgh Penguins fan. Oh. And don't people don't say I'm a bang, bandwagon. Like, You're bandwagon <laughs> jumper. Bandwagon. I'll say it. Yeah. <laughs> I've been a, I've just always been the biggest fan of Sidney Crosby. So, I mean, I've, they've been my team year after year after year. So, I, my favorite moment I would want to go back to. I think it was 09 when they beat Detroit in Game Seven. When uh, Flurry makes the save on um, Lidstrom. Yeah. yeah, that was that, that was pretty good too. Mm-hmm. That yeah. would probably be my be go-to one. moment. Yeah, Crosby's pretty freaking good. Have you seen him play uh, <laughs> live? Um, no. I funny story. Well, not for me, but <laughs> one time my dad used to get like tickets to work the odd time to go see an Oilers game, and one time he got one ticket from some one of the was work whatever and it was edmonton versus pittsburgh Uh-oh. and i wanted to go see it so bad but nope only had one ticket and he <laughs> went by himself <laughs> he said sorry son you're bad. gonna have to sit this one out <laughs> yeah, yeah that was that, that was tough. funny if you could pick your line mates well i mean defense partner line mates can be anyone can be current past whatever you want who would who would you play with if you had pick of the litter, you go first. Um, yeah, we'll throw it at Rhett first. Okay. I'm gonna, throw, I'm gonna throw a couple back. here. Um, you can't pick out a couple. You can't. You yeah. can't have the smorgasbord. Okay. You're not a forward. Um, I'm have it between two right now. All right, all um, right. Um, we'll tell you if the if which one you should play with. Okay. You give us two, and me and Chase will let you know which one. Scott Stevens, Ooh, yeah. one guy that yeah. just he doesn't fit in today's game anymore. Just but love, man, he you just hit. love watching him play. Yeah. Like, you know, big hit, stand up for teammates, solid defensively. I mean, guy made a living just playing defense pretty much. Mm-hmm. But another guy I was going to say, Scott Niedermeyer. I mean, the guy could do everything. I think we can say this one safely. You'd take Scott Niedermeyer, yeah, wouldn't you? That guy was a gazelle. He did everything. <laughs> he was uh, – I'm a D-man. Yeah. And he is like – one of the very few demon. I never get to watch Bobby Orr, but Bobby Orr was well, well before I my time. Forgot about him. Yeah. <laughs> well, he was before all of our times, mm-hmm. right? It's hard to say a guy that you never got to pl- or watch, right? But yeah. Scotty Niedermeyer is like one of the very few defensemen that I've ever watched where he jumps in on the rush, plays in the zone, He's and back is already first. back first. Yeah. 
right? Like that is a talent. Workhorse. Yeah. yeah. And he's won everything, every known championship except for the Allen Cup, I think. Oh, for really? Can- uh, for all the major championships. Really? Yeah, I'm, I'm oh, pretty wow. sure. That's cool. Jeez. Yeah, yeah, for me, I I don't know. My one of my favorite players growing up was Taylor Hall, so I'd probably have to say him. I know, I know he wasn't <laughs> the most liked player in Edmonton, but that's he all right. Was, he was still He's my still favorite beast, player. Man. And yeah, he had a good year, and I don't know. Probably probably play with Crosby if I could. He, Crosby, uh, yeah. Hall. That's where it's at. Yeah, it's kind of hard not to. What position you like playing? That. I'll I'll play wherever. <laughs> Those two on my line. I'll play high forward. <laughs> yeah. Just make sure they I'll don't do get scored on. Me to do. <laughs> yeah, don't matter. <laughs> uh, I may have asked this already, but I'm gonna I'm gonna throw it out again. Uh, best player you've played with and against? Uh, probably for me, the best player I played with is probably Kirby Doc. Uh, he got drafted the Blackhawks this year, third overall. Yeah. And I played I played two years with him in Saskatoon, so. I mean, he yeah, he's a great player all around, and probably the best player I've played against. Uh, maybe Sam Steele. Sam know. Steele. Yeah. He was he was in Regina, so we played against him. I would have played him eight times each year. We played played Regina, and both years they had a really good team. So he had he had lots to work with, and yeah, he was a really good player. Like when those guys were on the ice, were you just like? Oh, God. Oh, no. Like, look at these guys go. <laughs> yeah. They're, yeah, it's a pretty cool. And then even in practice with Kirby, he was, he was a pretty good player. <laughs> yeah. Cool. There's um, quite a few guys that I've played with that have been, like, top level. So um, Bowen Byram and Dylan Cousins, two guys I actually played midget with at the Yale Hockey Academy. Really? Yeah. Bowen Byram played there. Yeah. Bowen and Dylan Cousins. Or Bowen. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Bowen. So yeah, we Bowen. played together there. Played together at under-17s also. Um, Alexi Lafreniere. Oh, yeah. He's yeah, supposed to be like too. the n- number one pick next year. Where is he from? Uh, Quebec. He plays in Ramouski. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. And what is he supposed to go? Number First one next overall, year. He's supposed yeah. to go no, number one next year. Yeah. And where did you play with him at? U17s. U17s. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was on that team in Russia too. So mm-hmm. he's, he's yeah. On him, like they he could have went first overall this year, yeah. possibly. Good player. And then for okay. against, <laughs> I'll keep that in mind. Yeah. Fantasy owners are scrambling right yeah. now if they're listening to this. They're exactly. writing that name down. Um, for against, um, it's not so much off the map, but uh, guy in Spokane, uh, Jared Anderson Dolan. He was one guy that, I f- who's he drafted by Chase? L.A. Yeah, L.A. Kings. He team. almost played there last year. He played a few games up there, but just one guy that he's the definition of a workhorse. Like, just doesn't stop moving, plays with grit, plays with skill. He's got it all. Cool. I did this question with uh, Springer and Morrison. If you could pick one celebrity famous person to go party with for a night who would it be (laughs) jeez so many options Uh, (laughs) i don't know maybe Kawhi leonard (laughs) oh yeah raptors uh when he when he was when he just won with the raptors kind of thing he seemed like yeah what a do baby yeah (laughs) probably him Uh, i don't know it's hard to choose though i mean there's just so many options running through my head right now. Well, you're only 17 right now. You yeah. can't even party yet. But when you know. hit of age, <laughs> right? Where who would be the uh, the one guy? 
Guy? Gore. Or girl. Sorry, girl. Gore. Girl. <laughs> can't can't uh, pronounce a word tonight, it seems. <laughs> Um, there's one guy I've always found amusing, um, Kevin Hart. Yeah. Kevin Hart? I think yeah. he, like, he just seems like he's got that fun attitude, and I think he'd be a pretty fun guy to Well, worst case scenario, he's going to make you laugh all night, right? Seriously. Exactly. Have you seen the trailer for the new Jumanji? No, I haven't. Um, no. Did you see the first Jumanji? Yeah, I did. Yeah. What did you think of the first Jumanji? I liked it. That was yeah. good. That's one with The Rock, right? Rock yeah. In it. Yeah. yeah. And they well, like, they, I should say that's the second Jumanji yeah. in truth, right? It's the There's a uh, yeah. yeah. There's yeah. a remake or whatever. Or the kind of kind, not a remake. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> whatever. Along but the they're bringing out a second one, and okay. the second one actually looks pretty good. Oh, Do yourself right. a favor after watch you leave here, just watch the trailer. Yeah. <laughs> Jumanji's getting a little free uh, publicity on the <laughs> Newman podcast here, the Sean Newman podcast. It looks pretty good. Looks pretty funny. Have me laughing. Totally watching. All right, last one. Play a little game, side, trade, buyout. And I'm going to pick on Rhett first because I know he's a Pittsburgh fan. We already know who he's signing. I almost should have just – I thought about just scratching it off, but then I don't well, know. We, <laughs> after they traded Kessel, I was like, well, he was going to be on the game, but now Kessel's never yeah. – he's gone. So you got Crosby, Melkin, and Latang. I took their top three. Who, yeah. are you, who are you signing? Given. Who are you trading? Who are you buying out? Um, signing Crosby. <laughs> And then I probably trade Malkin because he's got a high salary, like over 10 yeah. mil. So you don't want to buy that out, that's for sure. And then I'd say buy out Latang. Yeah, that's a tough one. I mean, at the end of the day, those are three. You got to keep Crosby. Though. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> and Mr. Chase, you're an Edmonton fan. Yeah. And as you can imagine, being an Edmonton fan base, we get this question a lot with it. So I've had to come for a creative one. And we just got James Neal, so I threw him into the game. Okay. So I got James Neal, Sam Gagne, Chris Russell. Oh, no. Now I'm going to make it a little more difficult on you. Okay. Uh, I'd probably <laughs> – oh, I don't even know. Maybe – probably trade James Neal. Uh Sign Sam Gagne. Sign and Sammy <laughs> Gagne. He, got a, he was there in the good times. <laughs> Didn't know. he put up like seven points one game or something? When yeah, he used to eight, play points. With eight, eight points. Eight points. He holds the it's record. Ridiculous. I was watching How that game. That was unbelievable. Him. Yeah. I remember I saw it on Twitter. I'm like, that's not real. And yeah. then I like watched the video and he had eight points. How, how like, can't you sign that guy? No. And yeah. so you're then buying out Chris Russell. Yeah. I like the way he plays. I just, I don't know. <laughs> don't got room for him on yeah. the squad. <laughs> Had to make a choice. Okay, boys. Well, yeah. that's it. I'm glad you guys came. I hope you enjoyed yourselves. Yeah. And thanks for coming. I look forward to watching what happens here as you progress. And, uh, I mean, as the summers go on, if you're around and you want to hop back in, love to have you. And we can chat about where you're at and how things are going. Yeah, so thanks awesome. for having Yeah, thanks, thanks for, for having coming. Thanks, thanks for having a bunch for having us. It's awesome. Yeah, yeah cool. Thank you. Hey guys, just wanted to say thank you to Chase and Rhett for hopping on the podcast. Uh, they'll be by this time at their respective teams, so just want to wish them best of luck here in the upcoming season and look forward to uh, hopefully catching a game or two actually and and uh, looking forward to seeing what they do. Next week on the podcast is uh, Mason Shaw. He was a Minnesota Wild draft pick in 2017. He was taken in the fourth round, 97th overall. He is originally from Wainwright, and uh, we sat down and chatted with him for 
about an hour and then just about getting taken in the draft and everything up until that point and now obviously on into his career. So here's a little sneak peek. Enjoy and we'll see you next week. What was the actual draft floor sitting in that? You mentioned earlier we kind of got off, I kind of took you down a different road, but to go back to going to the NHL entry draft, sitting there through the first day and kind of taking it in, and then now you're on to the second day and there goes round two, there goes round three. Mm-hmm. You're getting a little nervous like – what was that like? Yeah, I know my. I, we talked a lot about going and not, and not, whether to go or not. And I had, a, I had a good idea I was going to go in the draft. So, I mean, my dad did a good job of, of trying to take some pressure off me and, and keeping it as light as it was. It was in Chicago, a great city. Um, my family had never been there before. So, um, the the activities away from the rink were awesome. So, and then when I, I realized I wasn't going to go in the first round, and then when day two came, um, you know, the name just started getting spit out really fast. And, you know, the second round and the third round went through. And I I remember that was probably the most nervous and, and frustrated I'd felt in a long time. You're almost wondering if if they even think it's your draft year kind of thing. And then when Minnesota called early in the fourth, it was it was a big relief and um, was, was a pretty cool experience. After.